this podcast is brought to you by Shay and Jayla. No, Jayla, a lot of people ask us how they can help us grow our podcast. You can like, comment, share, rate, or subscribe to us. Yep. And if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and just a simple word comment, that helps us be seen more by other Why Notters out there. Absolutely. Keep listening. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Everyone says you need to know an attorney. Boy, are they ever right. And we have another sponsor, Shay. We are big time. Robinson Law Offices, located in downtown Wheeling, 1140 Main Street. I've heard they're pretty cute. (laughs) I hear they're pretty cute, too. That seems to be our shtick. Absolutely. So if you need some great representation in the Wheeling area, please give them a call. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Take care. One. Good morning. Good morning, roosters. That's right, cock-a-doodle-doo, and welcome to the Ask Yourself Why Ask Not. Yourself Why Not podcast. Yay! It is Shay here. And this is Jayla, the place you come and you don't ask yourself why, but you ask yourself why not. That is right. And today, we have a very special guest joining us with Laura Hitchman. Welcome, Laura. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for having me on your show. You are so welcome. We're very excited to talk to you today. Laura is the uh, owner and operator of OV Power Yoga. So we're going to get into some discussions on that here soon. But before we do, Jayla, you want to take us through the quote of the day? Sure. Quote of the day. My inspiration really comes from moving my body. It's my creative space And so I'm very open when moving my head, heart, and body. Laura Hitchman. Well, how about that? You have your own quote there, Laura. (laughs) It's hard to come up with. (laughs) I'm sure it is, but it makes a lot of sense. Why does that moving your body um, help you, would you say? Why would this quote resonate with you? Um. You know what? Ever since I started doing yoga in my mid twenties, um, it just, it just did. I don't know. It just, it's a, I think when you breathe and you move like that together, um, you know, I've learned so much more about it in recent times, but, um, your nervous system just resets. And so anything that's been on your mind or rolling around in your brain, that's like just not going away worries or whatever, um, just seems to like dissipate. And I feel a lot calmer, a lot lighter. I feel taller, like physically taller. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, I think that combination opens us up to creativity. And that's really where um, I feel like I've blossomed into to what I've been able to do. Yeah. I would agree with you um, on that as well. Because I think both Jayla and I, maybe when we started doing yoga, we were just kind of looking to get more limber exercise or or whatever, but really it ends up transforming you, I would say, Mm -hmm. um, and definitely helps with the, the mind and the body for sure. And your heart, like you said. 
Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that heart layer, like, I get that's pretty deep, right? And it takes so much time to practice. And you, like, I came to the practice in the same way. It was just a physicality thing. I just wanted to find something that I enjoyed doing physically. And mm-hmm. it pretty it pretty quickly evolved into, like, something that was really important for me to do almost every day. And I was a twice a day or um, years ago, I'd hit it at 6 a.m. and again at four o'clock in the afternoon, like five days a week. And it was just such a nice reprieve from work and life. I bet. I know. Jayla, do you remember when we first started and we would go, this is a great workout, right? Like we were, I think we were making sure that we were getting good exercise in. Do you remember? It was kind of like a different mindset. Yeah, absolutely. If that makes sense. But now we know it is. It's And it's something that we need. Um, so what's the driver for you both, like, when you come to classes now? I'm just curious. For me, it's very similar to what your quote is as well. It's still, I think it feels so good on my body. Like you said, I, I feel lighter after every class. Um <clears throat> you know, physically and mentally, I would say. And it just kind of sets the intentions for the day. And I, I just know, like, how good it feels on my body um, that it just helps me be, be more present throughout the day. And the community, too, I really like. Yeah, same with me. I feel um, stronger when I'm consistent. And not only do I feel um, more at peace inside my body but also outside my body when I you know am I when I'm consistent yeah that's very very good point too well we'll take you through the mantra of the day and then a little bit about Laura here and then we'll kind of get into our conversation our mantra of the day is I am patient with myself and others as truth and love reveal themselves through me daily so I thought that was really good. And that's from a book that I had gotten. It's called Let Your Fears Make You Fierce. Um, but I think with yoga, too, you have to be patient as well. For that's sure. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit about you, Laura. And I got this from your website. Laura Hitchman is the owner-operator of OV Power Yoga in Wheeling, West Virginia. So after living away for years, she returned the, to the Ohio Valley to be closer to her family. To her surprise, she found a budding yoga community with a desire as strong as hers to get on the mat, shift energy around, and sweat it out. And as a result, she opened OV Power Yoga nine months after moving home. And it's been, what, three years? Three years. Yeah, a little over. Wow. Congratulations. One pandemic that we're still kind of working through. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not only still standing, you are thriving. So again, welcome to our podcast. And in order for you're welcome. And in order for people to kind of get to know you, we're gonna do a little icebreaker challenge there. So, um, if you were a potato, how would you like to be cooked? Would you say? I love this question, um, but I hands down would be a French fry. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any better food than that? They're like salty, crunchy, and soft on the inside. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, some like good old boardwalk fries at the beach are probably my favorite. Mm. Do you like to put vinegar on them? 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just salt. I'm like really playing with my French fries. I put ranch on everything else, but mm. I'll go with that. I like a ranch on a fry or even mayonnaise, which is even grosser, mm-hmm. but I like it. Have you ever been mistaken as someone famous? I have. Um, actually, years ago, I was out at a sushi restaurant in Charleston, South Carolina, and some guy, he was probably drunk, but um, he was convinced that I was Khloe Kardashian, and I had to, like, talk <gasps> him off his ledge. That is exciting. Yeah. yeah. It was hilarious. That was probably at the height of, like, you know, the Kardashians kind of within the, the sphere of social um, so it was really interesting. And I don't look anything like her. It's just my height and my dark hair, you know. If this I could be funny. any of the Kardashians, I like her the best, I would say. I agree, actually. So it was kind of a compliment. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then last one is what is your favorite strange food combination? Oh, God. So I was thinking about that. And I was like, hmm. I mean, I do put ranch on a lot of items uh but I am my mom's always making fun of me for this I lived with her for several years when I came back and um I make everything in a bowl like Mm. breakfast lunch dinner and I am a huge fan of leftovers so I just like experiment especially with breakfast like I'll put whatever things we had for dinner into a pan and heat it up and put eggs on it so Uh, I like that though like I made a bunch of vegetables last night, and they were too much, so I'll probably put some eggs on those this morning or something. Yeah. Get it, girl. Yeah, that's right. Jayla, you got a weird food combo you like? Um, no, not really. I like to put, like, chips on a sandwich, but I don't know if it's that weird. Mm. Oh, I like to, at the end, if you have the end of a bag of chips, you know, all the little crunchies, mm-hmm. I like to mix mix that with a can of tuna. Mm. Mm. Like that, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's good, too. It gives you a little extra crunch there. Well, cool. Well, we're just going to go through a little bit of questions with you today regarding, like, your studio and where things are going and how you got here. Jayla, you want to lead us off? So, um, how did you discover power yoga? Did you just kind of, was that the first yoga you started into or? So actually, no, um, I took, so I didn't graduate from WVU, but I went to WVU for a couple of years and my best friend, my roommate and I, uh, decided that we were going to take a four credit yoga class. Um, I actually hated it. (laughs) It was terrible. Um, and probably it was just like the massive size of the class. And, and for the time, like that would have been like what, 2006, there were a ton of people in this class and there was a lot of uh, football players. I think they were almost required to do it, Uh which is pretty cool for that, that timeframe that that was being required in at WPU. Um, but then I moved to Charleston, South Carolina and, Funnily enough, like every third woman that you meet in Charleston is a yoga instructor. And so the people I moved in with, the woman, one of the women that I lived with was an, uh, was going through a teacher training. And so I just started becoming more exposed to it. And it wasn't until a couple years later where I stepped into a Bikram studio, actually. Hmm. Um, and for those people that don't maybe know what Bikram is, Bikram's like, um, it's also a hot yoga style. Mm-hmm. Um 
and it's heated much hotter than what we heat. It's to about 110. Whoa. And it's, yeah, and it's a really structured practice. It's super linear. It's 21 poses that you do twice. I think the classes were like 90 minutes each. So it was, um, I got into that for like maybe three months. And then I just, I really just wasn't into like the super hot heat and the linear. It was so, so linear. What do you mean by um, linear? And so, like one after the other? It's very structured and there's not a flow to it, right? So like when we do, like when we practice, right, we have all the vinyasas and there's there's flowy movement. And I think I needed that, like yoga in general is a pretty masculine um, practice, I would say, in the fact that it's pretty straightforward, right? It's a set of postures that you practice. A lot of times or frequently it's... Um, the same set of postures over and over again, which is great for us, right? Our bodies need that consistency and structure. And I fully believe in that, but I also wanted like this flowy, graceful energy Mm -hmm. um, to kind of be embodied with what I was doing. And so anyway, so I did Bikram for a while and I would go back and forth and I wouldn't really stay consistent with it. And then in 2012, I, um, started going to OV power or not OV power yoga. That's my business. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Charleston power yoga, which, um, in downtown Charleston, South Carolina and the women that ran it, you know, they were young and I related to them and it just hit me in a different way. Um, it was fun and energetic and there was like this core of instructors there that were just, they were just badass. And some of the best I feel like I've ever taken, even when I've traveled to larger cities, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really fell in love with it there. And it took me a long time to to actually like mentally commit myself. Like I said, like I started going once a day and then it was twice a day. And it took, I remember like being like, okay, I'm only going to buy a month because I don't know if I can stay committed to this. And then mm-hmm. I gradually, I bought three months and then I bought six months. And then by July, of that year I bought an annual package and then every year after that I just that's what I did and that and yeah it just it resonated and then I did my teacher training in 2016. Okay I think what I like too about the power yoga flow is that at least at your studio it is creative and not predictable so like mm-hmm. you know how you can do some of the um like at home workouts and you're you can kind of sort of talk yourself out of it because you're like oh, I know it's coming up so I can just kind of like skip whatever it is. <laughs> this I feel like <laughs> it's not predictable, so your mind doesn't get caught up in that you know monotony of it all. If that makes sense, and I'm sure you do that on purpose. Absolutely. Well, I think it's my personality to be really honest with you because I have a hard time with. <laughs> I was just journaling about this before we got on the to record this morning and um you know realizing like I I resist structure so much and what I've learned from yoga is I need structure so much Mm. um so I think it comes pretty naturally to me to not want to stick to a very specific flow um but there is a core right there's there's a core to that flow that I have to have otherwise it'd just be very haphazard Mm -hmm. um all over the place um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, at the you sort of know at the end when you're done, but it's different, which I appreciate all the time. Um, would you say that uh, the name power yoga can be intimidating 
to some people? Um, and why did you choose to name it Power Yoga when you came back and kind of open a power studio and focus on that? Yeah. Um, so power was my roots. Um, I really loved it. I gravitated towards it. I still do. Um, I've definitely evolved with the way I teach and how I like to practice personally, like when I'm, you know, out and about in the world. Um, I chose that because I wanted there to be familiarity. I wanted, you know, Wheeling being such a small town and I feel like yoga being sort of a green market here, right? There was one other, you know, longstanding yoga studio that was here um, when I moved back and I brought the power yoga practice to that studio where they have more of a variety of classes and um, people loved it and I loved it. And so like teach what you love, right? I was always taught that as an instructor going through my own training. Um, you know, if you're not in love with what it is that you're teaching, especially when it comes to yoga, like it doesn't resonate with the people that you're trying to connect with. So I always leaned into that and I felt like OV power yoga, right? How about everyone knows OV, um, that reference. And so I just wanted to keep it pretty simple. Um, my, my creative brain wanted to throw out all these like very exotic names at it, but I just felt that wouldn't quite click or resonate mm -hmm. at the time. I feel very differently about that now. Um, and I, I do to your question about the intimidation, I would say that it, it definitely, there's a little bit of a fear there, if, especially if you've never practiced yoga or you're not, you don't have a consistent exercise program already that you follow with. Um, and so when people come up to me and, and kind of express that, you know, not in those words, but I always ask them, you know, like, do you expect to be really strong and be able to lift you know, a hundred pounds when you start going to the gym, the answer is always no, right? Like mm -hmm. you build strength and you build flexibility. So there, you know, it's the same thing. You have to practice what it is that you're, you're looking to obtain. Um, and so I try to encourage people in that sense. Um, so, and, and I know my classes tend to be on the, on the harder side. And so I think that reputation precedes me a little bit um, okay. more so than the, the the word power. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can attest to that. They are harder for sure, um, but in a good way, I would say. Yes, for sure in a good way. And I think, uh, you know, part of what my goal as an instructor is not to make it so hard that you can't attain what's being instructed, but that you start to maybe communicate a little bit more with your body mm -hmm. um, and understand like when something starts to become painful, then we move away from it. Yeah. And we give ourselves rest and we give ourselves breath before we come back into the pose or give it another try. But the only way we grow, right, is if we try. Mm -hmm. So I always try to like encourage that edge by figuring out where that edge is for your own self. Mm -hmm. I think Jayla and I too, like some of the moves maybe that were really frustrating to us initially are not as frustrating now. And it just, you get, got to give yourself a little bit of patience through it too. Oh yeah, totally. Sometimes it's the most simplest moves that are the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like side, side angle. Why is that always so difficult? It mm -hmm. is hard. Well, you're, you know, where that... <laughs> 
I'll just explain that. But where that is in the practice, right? Like you're to a point where your body's relatively warm, but that's a deep hip opener. Mm-hmm. And I and what happens, like right, what I notice as an instructor, um, what happens in the room is the breath completely drops out inside angle every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're, it is, it, I don't know. I feel that same way. I love that pose, but, um, it is definitely a challenge. Yeah. That one, the one side's harder for me than the other, for sure. Mm-hmm. So when you moved back to wheeling, you mentioned, I, I had read an article and in that article, where, where's that going to be published? Cause I loved it. Cause it said, um, big city feel, but like small town or big city concepts and like small town, um, feel. And that's what I would say, like mm-hmm. the caliber of your studio is definitely something you would find in like a New York or a Los Angeles. And Jayla and I, when we started this podcast, that was kind of our whole goal was to help our community who we may not have the access and resources to like bigger city things that they would have, but like to understand that there's inspiration and things like that right in our community that we can derive from. So like when you move back to Wheeling in that article I was reading, it said that you were chronically ill for um, eight years, which was a kind of a driver to come back. Um, so how are you doing now? What, you know, what, how, how are you, have you healed? Um, just kind of take us through that. And like, what do you think was good about moving back home? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, you know, when I started doing yoga, it was about eight months prior to being diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune dysfunction or disorder of the bowel. Yeah. Um, so very similar to, to Crohn's disease. I know a lot of people are more familiar with Crohn's. It just affects the different area of your gut. And um, so I went through like a few years there that was just absolute, for lack of a better word, hell. Um, you know, and I was working a full-time job. I was, um, I was dating a guy. I was just, I just had a lot going on that was, um, very stressful. And I had, I really didn't have any tools on how to manage my stress at the time. I felt very lost and confused. And then I was going through this pretty heavy disease, right? Where like the drugs are intense and I was experiencing a lot of side effects or everything that the medical doctors were prescribing to me wasn't working and I was landing in the ER and this and that from like side effects from drugs. And (laughs) so I, I became very frustrated with that whole process really with, with modern medicine. And so I started taking things into my own hands and started trying to manipulate my diet and lifestyle, which when you're sick like that is, one of the most cumbersome tasks you can take on for yourself yeah. is to do all that research. And I was exhausted. I would sleep like three or four hours in the afternoon every day, like zonked, mm-hmm. you know, I'd go to bed at 9 PM and struggle to wake up at like 9 AM for work. And, um, you know, so it really, it took such a toll on my body. I mean, meanwhile, thank God I had yoga. That was like something like I would not I would, I wasn't going to give it up and I knew it was helping me in some way, whether or not it was the physical movement or just being there. And there were times where (laughs) this is pretty funny. So the studio I practiced in, in Charleston, the classes would be full about the same size as the studio is here, 
um, but like, you know, 30 to 40 people slammed into a room, um, mat to mat. And there was an energy about that, that I craved and I needed. And there were times where I would go and I would fall asleep. I would just lay in Shavasana and fall asleep for the entire hour in the middle of the room on my mat. And all these people are just practicing around me and no one cared. Mm -hmm. No one ever said a thing. Like it was just what I needed. And, um, so long story short, I was dealing with that. And then I finally got on something about that's around 2016, spring of 2016. I got on a drug called Remicade, which is a, an infusion. So I had to go in, get an IV, do this whole thing um, every month. Um, so we're talking a drug that's used to treat uh, rheumatoid arthritis, um, they're pretty next level of drugs, and they have a lot of side effects. Um, that are relatable to side effects that you would re you would receive from chemo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can lose your hair, you know, you can you know, just like all these different things. Um, but I felt really good for a while. And then about 14 months into it, I started to develop some lupus-like syndromes. Um, I had some skin issues, a lot of skin issues, I shouldn't say some, that were coming up to the point that I felt uncomfortable and... Uh, you know, not able to wear clothing, not able to wear a bra. Um, it was that painful. And my skin was like, it was almost like it was eating itself. Um, so all of these things just kept like tripling on top of themselves. And um, I was being prescribed all this medication and it wasn't working. It was confusing the whole process. And I finally just, you know, after like six years of trying to struggle and deal with that by myself, really without any family besides my sister in Charleston, I quit my job. I got a new job. It lasted about two months. I quit that job. And then I just decided to sell all my stuff and move back home um, and live with my parents for a while. And really, the, there was no intention of necessarily staying and kneeling. It was just like, a, in my mind, a temporary stopping point so that I could rest and not have the financial pressure of trying to support myself uh -huh. while I figured out my health. And... I had an amazing doctor here. Um, he's a hematologist, oncologist at um, Reynolds. And he is my neighbor at my parents' house. And um, he got me off of a lot of the medicines. I was on prednisone being one of them that was mm. really aggravating my system. Yeah, right? That's not a drug you should be on long-term. And I had been on it for almost a year. Yeah. Um, so it was creating a lot of mental problems for me yeah <laughs> depression anxiety issues skin issues so he got me off of that and we got some of my vitamin levels more regulated by my vitamin d3 and potassium was really whacked out um and i've not had to be on drugs since wow um there have been yeah like a couple times i've i've landed in the hospital like with some pretty severe flare-ups but like other than that, it's like, you know, a, a week of taking something to get the inflammation down and then moving forward. So I've learned a lot more about how to let my body relax and mm -hmm. to chill um, when I start to get stressed or overworked or that kind of thing. And obviously practicing all the time is definitely something that's like, I mean, that will always be with me. It's never going to go wow. away. Yeah, I didn't know you were going yes. through all that. That is a that's a lot to go through for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can sit here and talk about it so calmly today, but it was very, it was heavily emotional at the time. Mm -hmm. And so everything just, everything surmounted, everything was, I just felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't find a way out of it. And I finally, you know, it it was like I knew in the back of my head that I needed this time to just rest. Mm -hmm. And I actually had taken a medical leave from my job about a year and a half prior to that six months medical leave Mm. um, to try and, and heal and get better. And to some degree it worked, but I then went back to that stressful job. No, a lot of us that work in corporate America, it can be very stressful. It's just a, Mm -hmm. a lot. It's the way it's structured. Um, It just can be, you know, very, very stressful, especially when you're young and you don't, don't necessarily have the tools to manage people or yourself as well as you should. Um, yeah. I mean, it was too bad. They don't teach you that in school, right? Like it's, it's so hard once you get into the corporate world, I think to figure out like your place, especially as a 20 something. And yeah, 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 for sure. And I think moving home too. um, you know, I, some people say like maybe our area doesn't have a ton of um, I don't know, maybe it can be seen as like a failure if you move back or something like that for some people. So I wondered what your mindset was around that. When I was reading that high five habit, um, she had moved to Vermont and she was asking this guy, like it was a small town in Vermont, um, about how he liked living there. And he was like, well, I like living here. He's like, but most people I see that move back or move here from other places hate it. And he's like, cause there's not a lot to do. So you have to be with yourself. Like you have to end up getting to know yourself. And I, I feel like that's probably our area too. Like it gives you more time to maybe be with yourself, but I was just wondering how you felt about it now. Yeah. So I actually get asked that question a lot. Like I've been interviewed over the years and people are like, well, why wouldn't you do this in Pittsburgh? Right? Like where there's more of a market. I mean, first I'm from here. Um, and then sec, I mean, really, I should say this is really the first reason is there's a lot of opportunity here, right? Like if you want to kind of be innovative and bring something into the area if you're from here or not from here, there's a lot of opportunity for you to reach a different subset of people that, you know, you wouldn't get to experience something like this typically in our town. Um, so I think that was one of the kind of drivers um, and honestly, like, like I said, like my goal wasn't to stay here necessarily. And when I came back, I was very welcomed, um, by the yoga community that exists here, which surprised me. I didn't know it was so strong or as strong as it was. Um, so that was really cool. And I had really a good time and I was just teaching casually, you know, like a few classes a week. So nothing full time. I was just letting myself ease into a lifestyle that I'd been craving for a long time. Um, so I, I think that's kind of my why in that, that situation. And yeah, it is on the other side of that, right? Like I also struggle with that coming from an area where there was a lot to do. It was a foodie town. Um, was like the number one tourist destination in the in the country in the world at the time that I was working there and I worked in hospitality and so I was constantly doing all these like really cool fun activities and events and things and Mm -hmm. so that was definitely uh, an adjustment and it still is an adjustment for me I find ways to get out and do stuff but um, 
Yeah, it's a diff- it's a different type of lifestyle for sure. A um, little bit slower, but I think there are amazing people in this town that, like I always say, I'm like I'm trying to find them, trying to pull, pull like knock over the rocks. <laughs> like where are they hiding? Because I know they're here. And like I met you, ladies, and I've met so many people that come into the studio or just through some different kind of uh, businesses that have opened up over the course of the years that I've been here, where mm-hmm. there are people that really want to engage and they really want to do some neat stuff, you know? So I think it's, it's an opportunity for all of us really. 100% for sure. Um, I, I talked to a couple of friends that live in different suburbs in Pittsburgh and they're always like, we only have so much. I can't believe you have this. Like they, a lot of them live in like bedroom communities where they would have to physically drive everywhere or something like that. But we do have a lot in our little community and we're thankful for you as well. Thanks. Well, can't hear you. I said, I think it's the people that really make the the Valley special. I get a lot of, especially because the pandemic, I get a lot of people from out of town, either, moving here or wanting to move here and the first thing they always say is everybody I talk to from Wheeling is so nice <laughs> and like I think that is kind of you know true in a sense I mean I don't know I can't really say compared to everywhere else because I haven't been everywhere else but I hear that often in my job because you know with the pandemic, it kind of shifted to where you can kind of, a lot of jobs are, you know, you can be remote, like anywhere. So we're getting a lot of people moving here from bigger cities, um, just because it's cheaper. Um, and I hear that a lot, that um, the people, people. Well, yep. I agree with you on the people. And then just to wrap mm-hmm. it up, because Laura's got to go teach a class here. At 7 a.m. Um, tell us a little bit about the body and the body reboot and some of the changes we can expect to see at OV Power. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so this has been like six months in the making. Um, but or I guess really like three years in the making. But really my focus the last six months was um, on kind of drilling down on what it is that we do at the studio, what we offer, what it means, like specific, more specific as to what we're, we're bringing to the Valley. Um, and so like, just to preface this, like the pandemic really did a number on me as I know it did on everyone, but mentally I was just not in a zone of wanting to be creative. I was just like, eh, the schedule is the schedule. We'll show up. We'll do what we do. Whoever's there is there. And that, had become my mindset for a good while. Um, it was just a hard spot to get out of. And so survival, I, I took a right? course. What you had to do to survive. What? I just said it was survival. Like it was like just going into that survival mode where you're like, I can't process anything yeah. else. I got to get, you know. Yes, yeah, survival mode for sure. Um, and I took a course, a soulful business course, right? Because yoga is like, a different business than like, you know, owning a retail shop with clothing or a restaurant or that anything like that, right? There's this soulful element that has to meet the business side of things. And I freaking love both of those things a lot. So a lot of times you find yoga studios where the 
the owners of the studios are very like in tune with that spirituality and the soulfulness of yoga, but have don't have the business acumen and they're not necessarily wanting to have that. They did it because they they loved it and it was purely for that reason, which is fantastic. It's just impossible to survive like that. Mm-hmm. And I come from a business hospitality background, like it's in my family and I also went to school for it. And so the two things married and it's like, it's, it's what I love. I love doing it. And I've had to learn a lot over the years, but so getting back to your question, cause I just tend to trail off, but this whole thing, like kind of really stepping into the soulful business and, and, and not being afraid to like, quote unquote, call myself a healer, which was something that I was very, it was, I was very adverse to that. And which is crazy because that is like the whole reason I decided to do what I do from a yoga standpoint was because it helps me heal. And I wanted to help other people that deal with chronic illnesses and diseases, heal their bodies as well. Mm -hmm. um, And find a community that they felt supported in. So it was wild that I didn't want to accept that as like a term or, or a label, if you will. Um, But it really is what we're doing. And we hear those stories every day. And so the other part of that was throughout the pandemic, the mental and emotional became, it was like blaring in my face, right? You have to pay attention to this. Not that I didn't before, but it was just so much more profound um, yeah. during that time period. And and I know that you ladies experienced that as well as when you started podcast, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I started thinking about like, we did some classes over the summer we had the bombshell on there kind of did okay and then um i kept kind of just trying kind of like chipping away at the block if you will um trying to figure out like how does this all mold together and then the body just like came to me one day after i you know had frustrated myself to death i had all these giant post-its across my living room and i was writing all these things out and the body really is just this um it came out of like out of me, my own experience of struggling with disease and really my mentality, my mental state of of lack of acceptance or like um, kind of this judgment zone that I'd been in for a long time with myself and, and this healing part for my heart, you know, and like healing from, from wounds of my past and coming back to healing has brought a lot of that up for me. Um, which I think is a really good thing. There's definitely a benefit to that. And I'm able to work through all those things and heal. And so it became this physical work, mental acceptance and emotional healing. And that's really what, right? You're doing yoga, you're flowing, you're moving your body. It might be challenging physically in your body, but really for, for me, the connection is this is hard on my body right now. Jayla, we have our first sponsor. We do. We do. And it's for your teeth. teeth. We're always talking about smiling, right? Absolutely. Smiling usually helps you feel happy and more joy. So give a smile away. That's right. That's what they say. Um, so yeah, why not keep your smile healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So Pentino Dental can help you do that. Located where? 48258 is a new location, National Road, St. Clairsville, Ohio. Uh, you can check them out on pentinodental.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. They do family, cosmetic, 
dentistry. So if you're thinking about getting a new set of veneers or something like that, they can hook you up. Absolutely. Give Pentino Dental a call for all your dental needs. Yep, and he just happens to be a pretty cute dentist too. <laughs> So, well, moving into that, so everything, you know, that we're doing is, is, is stemming off of this whole concept of what the body is, right? The physical work, the mental acceptance and emotional healing. And so it really translated to us being able to develop an array or a menu of classes that are distinct and different from each other, but at the same time, they all have this common thread. And so the body reboot is just a, a branch off of that, honestly, and it's the first time we've really run a challenge at the studio. Um, challenges aren't something that I usually gravitate towards. I find them to, they add a bit of extra pressure, but I did your challenge in December and I'm like really amped up to, you know, kind of move forward with this. And it was a way for people like January is a really like heightened time for fitness businesses in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everybody's New Year's resolutions are like, let's get in there and do this. And I thought this is the perfect way for people to experience what we have to offer without maybe that like, quote unquote, intimidation factor of the word power or to like do something when they, for their body when their energy is like lifted and they already want to start adopting some new wellness habits. So the body review is attending 21 classes. Um, in 30 days, um, that period of time is running from January 3rd to February 2nd. And there's like this amazing opportunity when this bomb ass package that you and, uh, Jay, Jayla and I put together, which is three yeah. months of unlimited yoga, um, a massage an inspirational book, a gratitude journal, and this, our very cool, uh, gallon water jug. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot, it's so funny as people have been like asking about how to sign up for this challenge. They're like, how does this work? It, Maybe you know, sponsored by um, Pentino Dental in Robinson Law Office. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. We should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people are asking and, and they're like, 21 classes in 30 days, like that's so much. But, you know, really like that's three weeks of your month. So if you're a person that exercises already, that's really not a huge, a huge, huge challenge. But again, like if you don't, even if you don't do the 21 classes, right? Even if you join the challenge and you're just like, I just want to do something for myself that'll be feel good and I'll feel better. Like who cares, right? Like you don't have to win the challenge. Like the fun of it is being with the community that's involved in doing it. Yes. And that's really like kind of, I think that was more my driver was like, I want to, I want to connect with more people, you know, and have a good time. Yes, I agree. Because I I think that's the way my mindset is too, is like, I'm not going to judge myself if I don't make it to the 21 classes, but it'll just make me a little bit more accountable. Um, in, in participating and going. And when you do your method, the body, like you were talking about, it is so creative. You will get a great workout, like mentally and physically. And and you can just show up and be yourself. I, you know, no one's judging you there. It's a very welcoming community. So like whatever level you're at, don't feel intimidated to show up is what I would say too. Yes. Yeah. And I'll add to that because part of, I don't know, I don't know that you've gotten to attend any of the test classes that we had done, but you know, part of this is like us 
by getting down to the nitty gritty and really defining some different styles that still bleed into this theme. Mm -hmm. And so there are levels, there are, are kind of levels of classes where you can start to access some different movement, but the method is still in there. So like the body, probably that class being our most challenging class on the schedule, you know, from there, if you walk backwards, you have the body hot vinyasa, which is our pretty traditional flow. And then moving into the body blend, which pulls together um, deep recovery and hot vinyasa. So you have these moments of flow and work, and then you have these moments of ease and release. And then backing down another step into the body deep recovery, which is 100% a recovery class for sore, tight, angry muscles um, and a way for you to mentally and emotionally process and breathe. And that that class is more focused on guided breath work and floor movement. So we say pretty low to the ground. Um, So there's really an opportunity for people. We're really trying to expand that opportunity for different walks of life to come in the door and experience something that maybe they never thought they would find in a power yoga studio. Yeah, I would agree with that um, for sure. So get yourself signed up. And if people want, you you also um, offer different workshops and stuff too, like Carly did one. And I'm sure that's something you're going to look at continuing for 2022 as well. Yeah, we did those this past fall, and um, that was the first time we've really had success with workshops. Um, You know, again, COVID kind of dampened my desire to do that because it was so hard to come together as a group. But we had a lot of success with the workshops um, where you can, those are opportunities to dig a little deeper typically, right? Like to learn a little bit more about this specific piece or um, avenue of yoga or like the chakra system or like Carly did her thing was like empowered sensuality, right. And to, to dig into the feminine side of yourself, right. Which men that also exists for you, right. It's something that everyone has within them. So those were really, really successful. The other things, Shay, that we do, um, we do a lot, actually. Um, we have our events that we do around town. One of them being the move to munch at the public market that was wildly successful, um, where we had like a five course tasting menu, we did yoga and, um, we paired all that with, um, some clean crafted wines. Yeah. And so we did that in their space downtown and it was amazing. It was, and we had people from Pittsburgh come and they were like, man, this was so cool. Like this doesn't even exist in Pittsburgh. And of course that was like, Oh, that's a fun compliment. You know? Well, that public market Um, is a, is a gift too. Like it's such a good little spot. Oh my God. I love that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then of course we have our teacher training. So that would be the last oh, yeah. kind of element there that I wanted to touch on, but yeah. Teacher training starting in January. Starts January 14th. Yeah. I, I mean, if anyone listening is, is wanting or interested in that, the deadline is tomorrow at midnight to, to register. But um, yeah, we've got, we've got a nice little group of people put together. We have one spot open. Um, it's a 200 hour training. And it's once, you know, as long as you complete all the assignments, you can um, become certified to teach yoga, which has been pretty cool. Cause like we've done a couple rounds now we've trained 10 people um, and they are all, not all of them, but most of them have branched out. They've started their own little things or they're teaching for us. So it's really diversifying the community. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah. Right. Jayla. 
<laughs> yes, I would love to. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe one day. Yes. It'd be so fun. Well, we don't want to keep you too much longer unless you want to say something else. I think I think we've covered it all, ladies. Thank you so much. You can connect great. with Laura, too, at um, on Instagram or Facebook. She's at OV Power Yoga, or you can email her at ovpoweryoga at gmail.com, and then she has a website as well. We'll put those all in the show notes. But before you go, do you have a why not of the day? Uh, why not do some yoga? <laughs> there you go. Why not sign up? Mine is going to be why not sign up for the uh, body reboot. Why not? Yes, why not? Um, yeah, I would just say, why not get on your mat today? That's, that's mine every day. Good. How about you, Jayla? Mm, I don't know. Why not take a risk? I feel like Laura, you the best at that. Yeah, Laura's a great Girl, you woman. Just got to go see what happens. Let the cards fall where they fall. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, try again. <laughs> I read something a long time ago that was like, try something 10 times. If it fails the 10th ten time, time, then don't try again. <laughs> so, I like that. <laughs> that yeah. Washington, he always says, if you fail, make sure you fail forward. Mm. Mm. That's a great one. That is a really good one. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a good conversation. Um, and like I said, we'll put everything in the show notes as how to get in touch with you. And we appreciate you and have a great class today. Awesome. Thanks, ladies. All right. Appreciate it. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah.